advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Bronger. This is Advice from a Dipshit with Matt Bronger. Thank you for joining us. Uh, it's a lovely day here in Los Angeles. I just got back from uh, San Jose. had a nice weekend of shows with my platonic husband, Nato Green, and our adopted uh, Asian daughter, Irene Tu. Uh, that was, it was a blast. Thanks for everybody who, who came out and uh, braved the wilds of downtown San Jose, which during the day is ghost town, and at night is the wild fucking west. Uh, on the weekends. I saw more street fights than I'd seen in a long time, and uh, bars are all packed. It was was, (laughs) like London without the charm. I described it as being like uh, beyond Thunderdome if the Road Warriors, uh, a couple of them had their kids with them. Thanks for for coming, everybody. And uh, thanks for listening to the podcast and for supporting Amanda and I. On Patreon, Patreon, Patty, and all the other um, things. So uh, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and happy holidays. And happy holidays, happy everybody. Ho- Your house is so festive Thanks. right now. Yeah, my wife really goes bananas. It's great. It's, yeah. it's definitely up up her alley. So it's it's, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. It was no, it's nothing I would probably do on my own, but it's great to do. It's great to, when you're with somebody who's just like, I really love this. And then you go, all right, then I do too. And you get into it. Yeah. So it's fun. Yeah, I'm, she did a good job. I love the random Patriots football player ornament. There's a Clyde Drexler up near the star. <laughs> That's my Blazers. And there's a, there's a couple Portland things. I see it. But she found a bunch of bot. There's like a Dunkin' Donuts box on there. <laughs> Like there's so much Boston shit, but yeah, it's a fun tree. It is a fun tree. Yeah, it's a fun tree. All right, let's. I have a couple special. I have a couple special ones for you today. Okay, sweet. Let's start there. Hello, Matt. This is Aaron Lehman, high school friend from Portland, Oregon. I uh, I want to ask. I guess my advice question first. I have sort of. A twofold reason for calling, and the first fold is to ask uh, advice. As you probably know, um, I mean, we were sort of colleagues in being funny in high school. Yeah. Even if you were more renowned for being funny. <laughs> and then you followed your dreams of being funny and got into stand-up. And I went to grad school for math eventually and became a teacher and then had struggles with addiction. And I think you know all that. Um but I don't know if you know how much I spent much of my 20s and early 30s like wishing I had gone that route too and being kind of jealous of your success and also happy for you at the same time. Um, so uh, now that I've sort of uh, come through the ringer of addiction, I want to know what you think about um, in my 40s trying to get into stand-up. I've done like four open mics and they all actually went pretty well. But, um, you know, it's still scary to think of changing, uh, lives like mm-hmm. that. Um, the second fold reason for calling was just cause I, I was so taken with this podcast when I found it. I feel like it's such a great platform for you. You're being so open hearted with your advice and modest and hilarious. And I'm just really happy for you and really digging getting to listen to it and feel you know, a nostalgic reconnection with you thinking about um, where you lived because I'm driving for a medical transport company, so I'm driving all over the city. I keep passing by the Grant neighborhood uh-huh. and remembering your house and being in there and 
socializing and, uh, you know, and then never seeing you for years and years. <laughs> I was not a good friend and whatever. Uh, or we just were never that close, but that's fine. Anyway, um, I'm just happy for you. The show is fucking great. So, um, take it easy. Wow. Amazing. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, just for the people listening and for you, man, like, Aaron was like the funniest dude in high school and, and, amongst you know he wasn't he was I, I would do crazy shit in like assemblies and you know the occasional pep rally i'd like come out as a character or whatever so i was very much very uh kind of known as like the class clown and stuff but like if you got around aaron you wouldn't maybe not everybody knew it but he was like the funniest dude he's still like one of those guys we like quote some of the shit he would say uh back in high school and and dude thanks for calling and thanks for being so so honest and um I'm glad you made it through the ringer, as you put it, man. And it, it's that's that's tough, but I will say, a don't you are not never a bad friend. Uh, we all all of us kind of grew apart. There's like God, a, a less. I was about to say a handful of people I still ha- talk to from high school. Not even that. There's like two people, maybe three. You you went through what you went through, and a there's no point in, in jealousy. Uh, and there's no point in regret, even more than that. Because it just it just fuels nothing and it's good for nothing but wallowing and I and I've had to learn that lesson lately because I've I don't know why it's just like certain times I've just been looking back on things and just going like, oh why didn't I do this differently why did I do this oh I've wasted we we all of us have an element in our minds where we're like fuck I've wasted so much time and it's not true that's just time you used in one way or the other uh, that said I always say man Rodney Dangerfield didn't get into comedy till he was forty years old forty. That was like in the in the fifties, and, and that's crazy. I always joke like we're not gymnasts, we're not teen idols. You can start it in comedy anytime. The fact that you're doing open mics already is awesome, man. Because you're such a you got the stuff. You're fundamentally a hilarious person and a thoughtful person and a, a wildly intelligent person. I, I really love the fact that you're you're getting into it. I wouldn't recommend. What was the bit you would do with the teachers where you'd raise your hand and go "stack my cack" and they wouldn't know you were just saying "suck my cock" in like a really hard Chicago accent? <laughs> I wouldn't do that bit or jump the piano and play "Moonlight Sonata" insanely fast. He would just—I <laughs> just remember what? that being so. Yeah, just you know, or no, what? How's "Moonlight Sonata" go? What am I thinking of? That's like. Anyway, anyway, like a, a, something you're supposed to play very slowly and softly. He would just burn it out like Jerry Lewis, uh, or Jerry Jerry Lewis, Jerry Lee Lewis, and it was anyway. It's just very madcap and very funny. And um, I remember him wrestling with Devlin Whiteside, a girl, my high school girlfriend at one point, and her beating him like wrestling him to the ground and him screaming out, you're stronger than me. I hate it. And it was so funny. And I was like, I, I remember feeling, I remember it was so funny because that, it was that expression of vulnerability that you would never hear a man express, especially like not in high school. We were all like, no, I'm pretty tough. You know, like, and that, I mean, that's the reason why we laugh so hard at Will Ferrell and initially laughed so hard is because he's a big guy and he would scream, you know, like he, like how he's horribly hurt, you know, and it's really funny. Anyway, so he was funny like that in high school. Uh, yeah, dude, just don't think of it as like, oh, I'm switching gears. It's something you just do and do and do and do and do until, oh, an opportunity presents itself. Maybe you can jump from here to there, but you're not there yet, but you'll get there. So continue with your job and, and all that. And, and fuck, man, um, hit me up on Facebook or whatever or uh, wherever we're on on social media. There's ways to get a hold of me and if you want to go the December 21st Aladdin show I'll put you on the list I, I would love to see it 
And best of luck to you, man. And um, everybody, uh, be on the lookout for Aaron Lehman. He's coming. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Was that cool? I that was that, really cool. It was a little... Holiday, well, ho- little holiday love right now. Uh, yeah, and, he, and it, a it sounded like him, and he sounded like the, you know old upbeat Aaron when he was kind of talking about oh I've you know I went through some addiction stuff. And look, he said you probably heard about that. And one f- my closest friend said that oh yeah, a- Aaron went through some stuff with you know with substances, and that's like kind of all it, all it went into. And it's like God, like who amongst us hasn't man? And that's oh fuck, just that's the one point that I wanted to hit. The fact that that Aaron's done with all that shit is just going to help him. Because it's like, I mean, so many, so many comedians, I won't say as much, as many as half of them, but a huge chunk of them are sober and have gone through the exact same thing that, that you went through, Aaron. And it, all it's going to do is help. And um, the, the biggest impediment to writing good jokes uh, so, many, so many times is being hungover or being uh, strung out or being, or just, just thinking that you have to be, get fucked up all the time. Uh, and, and be the the whole idea of like comedian as a burnout rock star is so bullshit and so done. There's so many better ways to have fun in it. And it all sobriety will do is help your career. So that's, you got that going for you, which is awesome. So. Hi, Matt. Uh, my name is Arsha. Uh, I live in Philadelphia and I live with my girlfriend. Um, some background information. I am an only child like you and my girlfriend, Hillary, uh, has a sister and so here's the thing. Holidays. I don't know what to do on holidays. Uh, I like to spend the holidays with my parents. Being an only child, it's very important to them that I'm there and she likes to spend the holidays with her parents. Uh-huh. Side note, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the Persian community, but our families tend to have a very, I like this, uh, very close relationship, a little closer than most other cultures. Uh, so, yeah, if you have any advice as to how to figure out how I should spend my holidays while pleasing both my girlfriend and my parents. That would be greatly appreciated. Uh, I'm going to pause here so I can give you my number just in case. Uh, yeah. Appreciate your time. Take care. Bye. Hey, thanks, Arsha. Uh, appreciate you leaving the number, but we cut that out. Don't leave your numbers, guys. I'm, I'm not going to call you. But, Arsha, to the, to the topic at hand, appreciate you... Um, dramatically walking past what sounded like a highway looking off into yeah, the, yeah. what I think was Lake Michigan. Um, yeah, was he like driving, getting yeah, into his car, like everyone driving. rolling up the freeway window. <laughs> he, he's like driving and, and leaving this message like, and looking over yeah. his shoulder so the yeah. sound waves in yeah, and out. It, it, it sounds like my, my family doesn't know I'm out here. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're all inside the movie theater. But listen, here's the thing, man. I get where you're coming from. It's tough. I had the same thing with uh, my wife. And uh, what we do is one year I'm at her parents' house for Christmas and her parents is at, or she's at my parents' house for Thanksgiving. Next year is vice versa. But we are married. You guys are boyfriend and girlfriend who live together. What you have to do is decide, can you do, you know, her place for the holidays this year and then your place for the holidays next year? That is... Usually a tough ask. 
if you're not legally connected, so to speak, or have made some kind of lifelong commitment. It sounds like you live with your girlfriend, and that's great. That's a cool thing. But, you know, consider the option of having separate Christmases and separate holidays, whatever you or and or her celebrate. Look at it that way. And, and Christmas is a time for family. And if your family takes it very, very seriously about having you there, but she wants to be with her family, just don't overthink it. It's it's okay. Look, absence makes the heart grow fonder. fonder and, and, and also, not spending the holidays uh, together is not the end of the world. And you can always get together and have your own little holiday time when you come back. And you can reminisce about how god-awful your families were. Or whatever. Or great. I think you're you're looking at this as a far more serious thing than it is. You're an adult, she's an adult. The holidays are what you make them. And look, if you really want to go to her family's house with her, you can do that. You can piss off your family and that's okay. But in the end, I think you'll probably be happier if you go to your family's place and she'll be happy if she goes to her family's place. And then you guys get back together at your home that you share and have your own holiday season, your Christmas, your Hanukkah, your whatever you're doing. That's where I'm coming from based on the, the the information you're giving me. But at the same time, you are also obviously a confidential informant walking by the side of the highway uh, talking to the detective you're working with to help crack the case. So maybe that's making you look at things in a very serious manner. But I, my idea, I think, I think you should do a holiday with your family and then she do, does a holiday with her, hers and then you guys get together. That's my call. But uh, thanks for calling, Arsha. Appreciate it. Hey, Matt, this is Eric from Portland, Oregon. Uh, I have a dilemma. When I got hired at my job, my boss said no vacations around the holidays, but my wife's birthday is around Thanksgiving, and she wants me to ask my boss if I could take more time off around her birthday and around Thanksgiving so we could go visit her dad. Uh, I'm kind of a intimidated to ask my boss because originally he told me no holidays around the holidays. So I need some advice. Let me know what you think. All right, bye. Wow. Oh, shit, man. That's tough. Uh, I, I don't really know how important this job is to you. And, um, uh, boy, I, I, I always defer to your personal life, it kind of makes me go, why do you have to work so much on the holidays? The thing is, you're not even asking for time off for Christmas. I think that's the big one. Uh, you're asking for uh, time off for, for Thanksgiving. And uh, I think since we've passed Thanksgiving, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I know, I know. It's okay, it's okay. Well, we get these when we get these. We get a lot of calls to come through. And I, I, I hope you just kind of chose your gal. There's there's battles you're always going to have with your employer, and you, of course you got to choose them. But I think that's a good one to fight. Where you're like, yeah, look, I know you said that, but I really want to see what could be my father-in-law someday down the line, and and visit him. I'm not asking for Christmas. I'm going to bust my tuchus over Christmas. So hey, maybe the Thanksgiving. Look, it doesn't hurt to ask. The worst that's going to happen is a guy going to be like, you do it, you're fired, and then you got another thing to deal with. And you know, to extrapolate that. I think I've said this before, is like the key to, uh, well, at least my little theme in life is just to keep improving my problems. One thing I've learned recently is, uh, and, and look, what I'm saying is that's a good problem to have, that you have to ask for time off to be with someone who cares about you. That's a good problem. Um, one thing I've realized recently is that I tend to overinflate problems in my mind before I take them on, rather than just going, fuck it, 
and making the phone call or starting the conversation. And God, it is it is true. 99 times out of 100, the anticipation of how bad something's going to be is worse than the actual thing. I had a thing recently where I was leasing a car and it, the lease was going to be up in like three three months. And I, my wife was like, oh, let's just buy a car. Let's buy this car we really like. And we can turn in the lease to, and it's the same company. So I brought the car in and we were like, look, can we get the rest of the lease the next three months wiped if we buy this car? Is Would you make that as an incentive? And it was back and forth, the Hammond and a Hawn. And they finally were like, okay, fine. And so then we did it. It's so like, oh, okay, sweet. We just saved ourselves three months of a lease. And then recently I got a bill from the bank trying to charge me for the remainder of the lease. And I was like, called Karen, I threw a, a fucking shit fit. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to you know, blah, blah, blah. And she's just like, look, can you just handle this? And I'm like, I will handle it, but it's going to fucking suck. You know, that guy just gave us our, his word, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm just like, shit. And so I call, I'm at the airport. I'm on hold for 40 minutes, 4-0, while I'm just in my mind going, this is going to suck so fucking bad. And I get on the plane talking with the lady. She discovered the mistake they made and was so sweet and just handled it in like 10 minutes where I was like, I need to have every document in front of me and all this jazz. And I was just like, you know, I, I felt powerless because I'm up against this 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 car company. For Like all of us, I'm afraid of fuckery. I'm afraid of getting fucked over. I'm afraid of someone pulling bullshit. Oh, if you don't have the exact document, then you have no power and you owe us a million dollars or whatever the bullshit, you know, predatory uh, capitalism uh, is made of. So like you are worried about even asking him. Whereas I don't think it hurts to even, I don't think it hurts to ask him just preface it by being like, look, man, I know you said no holidays, but here's the thing. You know, I, uh, this is someone who's very special to me. She wants me to go see her dad with her and just say that you didn't say he's sick. You just said that maybe he'll infer that anyway. Apologies, this is coming out after Thanksgiving, but I think you probably made the right decision. And I think so many times and people call in and ask me for stuff. And I know I'm like super fucking wise and like I get no <laughs> dip shit. Um, it's it's there's a guy I have I talked about this guy. There's a guy named TJ Jagodowski who's a improviser in Chicago and that did like describing someone as an improviser. It's like, aren't we all? Don't we all make shit up? He is like uh, one of those guys who is a brilliant dude on stage. It can just be him. And he does a show with another guy, I forget his name, but he's one of those guys who coming up in the Chicago scene, you're always like, wow, TJ, like, fuck that guy's great. Uh, he has a tattoo on his arm that just says, you know, and more often than not. And all it means is like, you know, you're asking me questions, you know, the right thing to do. This is just a job. Ask, just ask permission. The guy can say no, and then you decide what to do. But you know what you should be doing. You should just, the thing you shouldn't do is nothing. The thing you shouldn't do is just go, fuck, man. It's too much. I'm just going to make him mad. Sorry, honey, we got to suck it up. We'll never know. It's like, but you didn't even try. You know what you need to do. We, we all pretty much know what we need to do. We just kind of uh, dress it up in things and things and, and give ourselves excuses. But you know, you're not always going to make the right decision. I'm, I'm at the best point in my life I've probably ever been, and I'm still fucking up. I'm still making dumb mistakes every single day. But it's like deep down we know. We know what we're supposed to be doing. Push-ups. No. <laughs> can, can I just say, I yeah. think you just said the most Portlander thing ever. What's that? Which is predatory capitalism. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, and it, what I, I love that. what I, I was what, like, yeah, predatory capital. That's my impression it, I, of you. I don't think predatory all of capitalism capital. is that, but just to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. That is so Portland. <laughs> Who cares, man? Pred- it's so predatory. Hey, can I have a dollar? Hey, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> it, all I meant is shit like where, like a cell phone bill or a how a bank will have a built-in charge, and you're oh, like, what's this for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're oh. like, oh, we'll take that off, and it's like, why the fuck was it there? Yeah, the, yeah that's I what get I mean. It. Pred- oh no, like, no, no, shit where. Unless, you, like, you have to give yourself a headache looking through the shit they're trying to pull. That's the same thing. Fuckery is a form of predatory capitalism, right. for sure. Or, like, uh, when Mexican food restaurants charge, like, a dollar fifty more just for avocado. Sure. I find that to be predatory That's capitalism. That's a lot. Yeah. That's probably the smallest version, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that will like if avocado is fifty cents, I'll do it. Sure. But if it is more than that, but predatory capital. We we have we have to, we have to recognize that avocado toss it does cost extra. No matter what. The thing that gets me is the people that are just like and a double and I'll take a double side of avocado and they're like, all right, well that's like two dollars and they're like, what? Why? Like you know why? <laughs> yeah. There's no place where avocados are free. <laughs> Nowhere. No. Yeah. But yes. Okay. This but, is a fun one. Okay. Hey, dipshit. Are boneless chicken wings chicken nuggets? Nice. <laughs> yes. Fuck, that's a good one. <laughs> I love ones like that where it's just like, it's just, <laughs> I, I picture that dude walked into an old bar that still has a, a, like one of those weird old phone booths in the back. Oh. <laughs> and he went in and just shut it and he pulled out his cell and called <laughs> and then he just walked out of the bar and never told anyone he made this phone call. <laughs> Uh, That's great. Like, uh, yeah, he he's just so drunk, and this is like his qu- <laughs> he conundrum. He, he's just sitting he, there eating. He did them, this in a black. Wasted, he did this in like, a blackout. Yeah, yeah. In his mind, he's like, "Be weird if I actually called." Oh my god! And then he's listening. He's like, "Fuck!" Like he hears the episode. He's like, "I fucking called him. <laughs> I really called him." Um, no, they are not. They are not because chicken nuggets are ground up. Chicken nuggets are ground up and fried, whereas uh, boneless wings have the bones taken out, and it's still like a solid piece of meat, the muscles and the tendons fried, not ground. That's the difference. Like, if you took a chicken breast and cut it into cubes and deep fried it, that's uh, chicken cubes. Those are not, <laughs> those are not nuggets. Nuggets are ground. In my mind, those are chicken nuggets. Yeah. Those chicken cubes. Not to me. Those... <laughs> you know what, though, no, maybe, because chicken cubes is like, that's like a... I don't know. I mean, you'd still look at it and go, oh, this is a chicken nugget. But like generally speaking, they're ground. And that's like like McDonald's chicken nuggets are like something like not of this earth. Like they're awesome. And same with the Wendy's ones. They're, they're awesome, but they're so fucking weird. And you're like, I don't is, – is this all chicken butthole? Is that all this is? And probably. <laughs> well, you it's tell butthole and lips. me, right? Yeah. Where it's pink. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it's like it's, slimy. It's pink slime that they like press so into chicken looking shapes. Yeah. Yeah. They're, but if I'm upset, Carl's Jr.'s Chicken Stars mm-hmm. is awesome to That's eat, great. Right? <laughs> Processed food is so bad, but so good. It's just there and it's awesome uh, and, and the worst. Yeah, the worst. I mean, it's like, that's that's the thing. It's like anyone out there who lives, who eats a lot of like fast food, just, it's not so much that it's beef and cheese and fatty special sauce it's the fact that there's trans fats it's processed food and that's really bad for your heart and your in your system so you're better off to make your own burgers or you know go to some place like in and out that doesn't use them if you have in and out but at the same time every once in a while yeah there's a guy i know named aaron who um he like cleaned up his life and lost a lot of weight but uh for the longest he was always that guy who was like 
always drunk at the party and then would go to Del Taco or McDonald's or whatever. And he would get like, what, like you'd get like 50 nuggets, like 5-0 and just eat them all or like... <laughs> And he would post online, like, I did it. I ate all five fifty nuggets. Or, like, he'd be cooking, like, cheeseburgers for everybody at his house oh and stuff. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and it's, but it's like, it's like, right the, there's like. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, I know. And it, it's just the volume of that. Oh, and, and anytime I, back in my days of getting drunk and getting fast food and just eating that by myself at home on the couch and, like, waking up with wrappers, like, around <laughs> you. yesterday. Sure. <laughs> You're allowed. And, and I remember just, just the feeling of, Oh, what a piece of shit I am. You know, I mean, this dude would like lean in to that. And I think when you did too much events, you're just like, all right, I'm done. Like Martin Mull was on uh, WTF uh, recently and he was talking about, Mull was like, oh yeah, I've been, I've been sober like 25 years or something, some crazy length. And uh, Mark Maron was like, good for you. He's like, he's like, you know, I don't look at that. I look like, I, I feel like I fit, I graduated early. You know, those people that study real hard the first three years and they graduate the third year rather than the fourth. He's like, by age 45, I did all the drinking you're supposed to do. Oh. <laughs> like, there it was. That was such a funny Enough. way to put it. Like, yeah, I got my diploma. I'm done. I'm done. No more of that. So I was in one of those good kid community groups. And we would go, uh, you know, where they would drive us up to go snowboarding together. Uh-huh. They would take us out to go to like a lake to go jet skiing. And it would be a group of us. It's, it's relatively conceptually I guess like a like a youth group at a church okay right like I just if I was gonna compare it to something we're like oh we were like a bunch of really good promised whatever future kids and right. so they were giving us these experiences and I remember there was this kid Dominic and every time we would go on these he would push his in and out order bigger so because in and out you can pay extra for more patties and more cheese four by four yeah get, yeah but we're talking like 10 by 10 oh. and then the next one he would push for like 11 by 11 Jesus Christ. and you know what they do when they're that big when you hit like 14 by 14 because that was the last one he did is they put it in the box like think of it like files in a filing cabinet that's so it's not like it's one super tall burger right it's like all these Files of just patties and cheese oh, and God. bun, and, oh. that, and that man would eat it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no. I mean, look, if you just gave me that and I was like hungry, I it's one of those things where I would have to fight. You know, like you know, how dogs will eat until they're sick. I would have to fight the dog in me because it's so good. I'd just be like, oh, one more patty. <laughs> My arms are going numb. You know. <laughs> having heart palpitations. Oh, it's just, you can't tempt fate like that. No, like, no. Like, no, no way. Yeah. But, um. I wish, I wish camera, I, you know, camera phones weren't around then. Sure. But if they were, that would have been, that, that would have been an image to go viral so yes. fast. Like. Oh, and I will say, I'm so glad that I was growing up and in high school and out of college before any like internet video shit really started. Cool. Like it was just beginning when I was in college over, you know, I, I've mm-hmm. scot free. I made it out because not that I was like the biggest loon or the biggest idiot, but just like, there's no, I remember in high school, someone had like a, uh, uh, you know, like a camcorder or whatever. and was just filming everybody drunk at this yeah. high school party. And people were like dropping their pants and like yeah. flashing and yeah. like just, well, well, but that's the thing, though, is the generation that has it, 
has that awareness yes, of it. For sure. Versus, you know, I mean, yeah. Because I, I was in college right when this stuff was coming through. Mm-hmm. So I had the, like, you wake up the next morning and you see what photos you're tagged in on Facebook. And you're like, oh, shit, what did you do? Right. Take me down. Like, I can't, uh-huh. you know, because we weren't aware of it yet. Sure. So, ooh, ooh, I had, yeah, because I loved costume parties. But just, <laughs> man. That's fine. And it just, uh, but, so. Yeah. I have one more message for you. This Great. isn't a question. Okay. But I think this is, you know. Tis in the holiday spirit. Okay, sweet. Hey, man, this is Moshe. Um, I had called you a little while ago about my father uh, wanting to move in with me and not letting it and all the guilt I feel about the you know the lack of the relationship I have with him. Uh, I just want to let you know your advice was right on point, man. I I listened to it so many times, um, and I just review what you said. I don't owe him anything, um, and that just struck such a great chord within me, and it really, really helped me a lot. I just wanted to let you know thank, uh, that wanted to let you to know that. Sorry, and just thanks a lot, man. You it really meant a lot that you took that call and you gave me such amazing advice. Appreciate it. Love you. Love your show. Take care, buddy. Bye. Wow! I know. Thanks. We're just going through all the feels in this episode. All the feels that all just made feels. my week. And 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 thanks, Moshe. First, thanks for calling. That's that. Thanks is is equal to Amanda who picked your call out. Uh, we get a lot of calls, and she kind of just does the best job you possibly can to pick out this, that, and the other. And that's just such a big thing. It's so hard when you have a, a when you have a parent like that. Uh, I mean. I can't. I, I don't want to say I can't imagine. I can. I have friends with parents like that. I mean, shout out to you for st- for standing strong and making the hard decision, you know, and and not just kind of going, oh, this is what should happen. When it's true, you don't you don't owe that guy everything. You you owe everything to yourself and your family. That you know, then by your family, you know what I'm, I mean. He is your family, but not your. You don't. Know. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I have to say I love going through the calls. That's that that is during the week one of my favorite things to do. Oh, cool! Is to go through the calls and then you know with how creative people get, with mm-hmm. how vulnerable people get. Yeah. Uh, you know, every now and then you get something that's a little off, but you know it's it's all you got to take the up and the down with it. Totally. But then when this came through, this made me really happy, and yeah. I know I appreciate doing this show with you, and I just I thought that was. I thought that was so cool. No, it's so rad. And the fact that he listened to it a few times to kind of get him pumped out. Pumped up. Pumped out? Is that a term? <laughs> pumped out. Let's get pumped out, guys. Get, out. get the pumped out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that? Uh, but yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, hey, and, and thanks. And please keep calling everybody. Uh, you, too, can be a part of this magical world. <laughs> Uh, the phone number is 323-763-0228. Uh, we're uh, on Patreon, at Advice from a Dipshit. Uh, we're on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, everything. Tell your friends, post about the show, say why you like it, uh, post the show, uh, tag us, you know, let us know, and we'll we'll knock back a message to you. Much appreciated for all the support. Uh, we're at Advice from a Dipshit on Facebook if you want to tag us, at Dipshit Advice on Twitter if you want to tag us. Theme songs by Ben Wise. Uh, subscribe and write a fun review. When's this episode coming out? 18th. 18th of December? 
yeah, next week. Awesome. Come see me at the Aladdin Theater in Portland. There should be some tickets left. It is all ages, so you can bring all your kids, as long as you don't get them too drunk. All right. <laughs> it is Portland. I shouldn't joke like that. People do drink with their kids. That is the second to last of the Please Hold Me Tour. After that, I'll be in Vermont uh, for the v- Vermont Comedy Club over New Year's Eve, and I am taping those shows for the new album. So if you want to be a part of it, get to the shows. All tickets are on mattbronger.com. Thanks to Amanda, and um, thanks, everybody. Enjoy your holidays. Yes, happy holidays. Happy Special holidays. Christmas episode, everybody. So this is out on the 18th, but next week we have an extra long Burt Kreischer episode. Oh, yeah, Burt Kreischer. We're giving you uh, Fat Burt for Christmas, as, uh, <laughs> as, as Tom Segura calls him. I do not. But, uh, yeah, you, Burt's coming for Christmas. All right. Bye. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Bronger.